Blog Talk Radio. and welcome to another Travel Times episode of Trendle Bed Tales podcast. And what that means is we look at either travel opportunities or interesting hobbies that people might be interested in. And today's, I think, qualifies in spades. We're going to be talking with Robin Robinson about the roller derby. But before we get to that, we have just a little bit of housekeeping. First off, if anybody has a question for Robin, you can do that either by uh, going into the chat room and asking the question there, or you can call in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253, or toll-free 1-877-633-633. Nine three eight nine. That's one eight seven seven six three three nine three eight nine. And in uh, you can also, besides calling in to ask questions, you can use those same numbers if you're out and about during one of the shows they're on, and you want to listen live but you don't have your computer handy, and you can also just listen through your phone. And for upcoming episodes, we've got. A few scheduled, the one that I wanted to be sure to point out is we are having Julie Williams, who appeared on here talking about Carrie Ingalls' career as a print woman. She has a relative who actually survived the Titanic, and she's written a book about it, A Rare Titanic Family. And so she's going to be back to talk about that on April 17th at the same times as we normally air, which again is 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Mountain Time, and 7 o'clock Pacific Time. So I hope that you'll all be back to join me then. But I think for the moment, that's all we have for housekeeping. And we're going to go back to Robin. Welcome to the show, Robin. Thank you for coming on. Great. Thank you. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about Derby. Well, I'm always glad to have uh, somebody on that I know. And uh, Robin actually went all the way through school with me. And we were in 4-H together and everything. So I was kind of surprised when she ended up doing roller derby, although she was always very athletic. So do you want to just tell people a little bit about yourself? Sure. Just briefly, I'm a mother um, of I scratch and um, help coach my kids' sports, softball, baseball teams. I work as a um, grant coordinator for Lynn County, Early Childhood, Iowa. And, um, of course, why I'm here today and talking to you again um, is I play roller derby. My roller derby name is Cindy Whopper. So, And I do remember our 4-H days. <laughs> Great memories about making mice out of pears. And a picture frame that I think I did okay on. And, yeah, some good memories there. 
Yeah, the paramice is one of our joint presentations that we did. So, <laughs> if yep. uh, so, Cindy Whopper, how'd you come up with that name? My name. Um, so, a new group of girls to a roller derby team is called the Fresh Meat Class because we take a little bit of um, of a beating as you learn the, to play the sport. Anyway, after a practice one night, a few of my fellow classmates and I went to uh, local Pancheros and we're talking about what, what we name ourselves. And, and it's really kind of tricky to figure out if to rename yourself what be. And in the fun world of derby, um, uh, different things crossed my mind. But I just kind of went, uh, someone of the time when I was growing up, and that'd be Cindy Whopper. And, you know, girls just want to have fun. So someone from the 80s. Huh. Well, how did roller derby get started? Well, um, derbies had a start. Um, the really the earliest start uh, was about in the 30s, and I I know more about the resurgence. But this first uh, combined dance marathons with roller skating it became sort of a marathon roller skating race. Huh. It was co-ed at that time to help uh, draw more folks in. As it progressed, the skaters developed personalities and characters, which led to storylines that were really fake. And so it really turned out to be more of a show than a sport, um, especially with the invention of television, um, when it got more attention there. It really had ups and downs, ebbs and flows, until that piece really died out in about 73. Um, In the 80s, they had a roller jam that was like kind of like American Gladiators on rollerblades, super, really cheesy, um, lots of spandex. And at one point there was like an alligator pit. So um, kind of like the WWE uh, sort of fake stuff, but that didn't last last too long. That was, again, co-ed and um, trying to boost rates for TV and less about the sport and sort of um, – the resurgence of Derby was more in the early 2000, like 2001. Um, this version of Derby uh, started up in Texas, um, and it was uh, there's actually a documentary, Hell on Wheels, the movie. Um, there, if you go to hellonwheelsthemovie.com, you can learn more about that. But they they followed this Texas Derby team, um, and it was really this one guy's idea of using women to kind of bring about financial income for himself. And he kind of started things up and got girls on board, and he left them high and dry when things got uh, turned not so good. But the girls were determined and connected by their bonds to continue on and really make this more about women and being strong in the sport of derby. And so they continued on, and that's kind of the do-it-yourself spirit of, of the sport, and that still exists today. And there was a crucial point in that where one team, um, the philosophy and the ideals of the whole team were not the same, and they split. One went one direction. The other um, was the beginning of what now is is with the the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, sort of the the roadmap to that direction of having rules and, and, uh, you know, certain set of rules to follow by and, and play and just kind of respect the players and so on. 
makes it more directed to Sorry, sir, I didn't hear that part. Oh, uh, is there something that makes it more uh, suited to having female participants? Um, well, that restart was really the women sort of getting sick of pushing, being pushed around and really wanting to have their own league. Um, but even within the, the female leagues, um, there's there's male referees and there's folks that support the teams and so on. And there's actually um, men's roller derby um, association. It's Murda. There's 20 teams nationwide. Two actually are in Iowa, the Corn Stalkers in Sioux City, and your mom out of Des Moines. And uh, I got the honor of roughing one of the Corn Stalkers matches, or bouts, I should say. And uh, that was fun. And I've seen the your mom team play in Des Moines, and uh, I knew a guy from Cedar Rapids that played on that team, too. Hmm. So uh, is there any limits about who can participate actively as a a skater? As a skater, um, anyone with a desire to play derby um, can try out for a team, and each team would announce those tryout times. Um, Not everybody, people realize if it's really suited for them or not. Um, They need to be, uh, each team's a little bit different, but basically, female 18 years of age and have insurance, um, which is a good requirement to have. But like I said, refs can be on a team. Um, the one bout, which is the match or the game for roller derby, takes a lot of uh, bodies to put on. There's um, a maximum of seven referees needed, and there's non-skating officials to help with the score and the penalties and penalty box and so on. And and then just folks to help get folks in the door and sell merch and all sorts of things. Um, so anyone can really be a part of a derby team. Uh, there's a place on der- in derby for everyone. That's the beauty of roller derby. It's come as you are, be who you are, and you'll find a place. Well, it sounds like you really it take it's quite a production with a lot of people for the team. But that's a good thing because it's nice that people yeah. can be involved. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So how did you uh, take up being part of the Derby? Well, um, my, let's see, on St. Patrick's Day, for the last so many St. Patrick's Days, we, we've, we um, me, we, uh, me, friends, family, we go watch the parade, and I'd say 2008 and 2009, we got some flyers about the Cedar Rapids Roller Girls, and my cousins and friends, and we, we joked that we should start our own team. We had enough family to do that. And then when it came down to it, a cousin and I actually tried out for the Cedar Rapids team in July of 2009 and um, made the team and just kind of kept showing up for practice and then just started playing. And um, and I played the full uh, season for 2010 for the Cedar Rapids Roller Girls. I think the reason why we tried it, it was just something different, and it sounded fun. It was for women. I'm not getting any younger, so I <laughs> uh, wanted, wanted to see. Um, you mentioned that I was athletic in high school, and I like to think that I was, but those, that was so many years ago, <laughs> 20. So, uh, yeah, it's I, the same I, number I for me. Watch it. Yeah, 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 or I shouldn't say that, yeah. Um, 
I'm actually proud of that and the wisdom that comes with that. But, uh, yeah, just kind of wanted to see um, what it was all about and, and what I could still do. And I really enjoyed being part of the team and back in the day. So, And that's that exists within Derby, too. So that's pretty cool. Are there basic rules and, uh, sort of how the sport works? And I'll just add that um, I retired oh. after the 2010 season and refed a little bit in 2011. And then um, I, it's hard to stay away from roller derby because it's a huge network of females not only on your team but the teams that you play. So I was drawn back into the mix. In 2011, I tried out in, in December for the Iowa City team and made that, and that's where I'm at now is with the old Capital City Roller Girls. Oh. Um, yeah. So, but it, you asked a question about basic rules. Yeah. You want me to go on? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, there's uh, there's different styles of play. There's bank track, which folks might remember back watching on TV. Um, there's flat track, which um, Iowa City, both Iowa City and Cedar Rapids participate in. Um, and there are renegade leagues that they show up and agree on rules and play. Um, Iowa City is part of WIFTA, which is Women's Flat Track Derby Association, and that's... Um, you need to apply for apprenticeship to be in that league, and um, they are now full WIFTA, and that's a good thing. And then Cedar Rapids is an apprentice in that association. So, and that's the whole set of rules, and you agree, and, and you play hard, and you play tough, but you play within the rules. It's not the the, it's a good show the way it is within the sport of derby. It's you know, you can have fun within that, but it's it's less of this. It's none of the stage stuff that people might remember on TV in the past. So, what is the the sort of the basic goal? You're skating around, and I know you bump into each other, but are you trying to make a goal or get a ball, or are you just trying to make it around on your feet? Right, right. Um, basically, there's five players per team out on the track. Unless, of course, somebody's in the penalty box, but five versus five, and four players per team are blockers. So that would be the the group of folks that stop what is called the fifth player, the jammer. They try to stop the jammer from the other team from getting through the group of blockers because the jammer, they wear a a panty on their head, like a cover with a star that signifies that they're they're the point scorer. Um, That jammer starts on a, a separate whistle, and they try to get through the, the group of blockers. It's called a pack. Uh, once they do that one time and skate back around, they can start scoring points. So if I want to get my jammer through, but I don't want the other jammer to get through. And then what it means is if a jammer does, after that first pass through, get through again, it, they get a point per each person they pass. It's And a point is considered once they pass the hips of an opposing team player. So that's that's the point scoring. It's um and then what happens it's there there's two thirty minute periods and then there's um there's the first thirty minutes, a half and then the second thirty minutes. Uh, within the thirty minute periods there's two minute jams. So I'm throwing a lot of numbers here, so if there are questions feel free to ask. Um within the two minutes um each jammer tries to score as much as she can. And uh, the the jammer that goes through the first pass first, 
without making any penalties um, is the lead jammer, and she can call off that two-minute jam early. And it's all point differential. So whoever has the most points at the end, the very end, wins. So say a jammer gets through the first pass and then comes around through the second pass, they'll score, um, you know, four points if they didn't pass the other jammer. And she can call the jam off before the second jammer tries to get through on that scoring pass. So then one jammer would have four and the other maybe zero. So, so there's a lot of... So there's a lot of uh, kind of strategy with it too about timing yeah. and things. D- right. There's there's a lot of different strategies, <clears throat> and if you have blockers in the penalty box, or if the other jammers out, and um, just if you know the other team, you play their weaknesses and, and things. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot, a lot going on. It's kind of like football and track all at the same time while rolling. You know, um, so it's pretty dynamic. Do scores tend to be high like basketball or lower like football? Um, uh, it depends on the teams. Uh, there's some. It, it's not uncommon to get a hundred points for each team. Or if one team is really skilled, they could get three hundred points and the other team twenty. And it could look like a real solid match, but it's just the points. Um, maybe the three hundred to twenty isn't the real solid looking match, but it could look like a close match up between teams and the points difference could be, you know, 100. Just because there's a lot of good blocking, a lot of good stuff going on, it's just that one team's jammer is just getting around more. Okay, just as for curiosity's sake, your skates, are they the inline kind or are they the four-wheel kind? They're the quad skates. Um, Skaters must use the quad skates and I believe that's a safety issue. Um, you, you're more balanced, um, so you can give a hit, take a hit, and if you're jumping and moving side to side, it's just balanced. Um, referees can wear inline skates, and that's not an issue. There's also referees that don't need skates, and they can just wear tiny. So, yeah, quad skates, definitely. Okay. Well, that's good because, you know, I couldn't even make it on the quad ones, but I always find it interesting. Um, do you or It's a fairly physical sport. Do you use much for safety equipment? Yep, we do, definitely. Um, and they, my understanding from what I've read about Derby is not all the equipment was required all along. Um, but we use a helmet, mouth guard, wrist guards, elbow, and knee pads. And uh, you might ask about the mouth guard. Um, I found that if I didn't have a mouth guard in one day, I would have had chipped teeth because we play not only flat track, but it's often concrete floor. So definitely, yeah. (laughs) Have you you been hurt? um, I have, you might recall back from the... High school days, I had um, some knee issues and wore mm-hmm. braces back then, so I wear those. And, and being of my age, um, my knees do give me problems from time to time, so I just need to pay attention to that. Um, uh, bruises, I bruise pretty easily, and I maintain or retain those bruises often. Uh, just this year, I had a bruise from my hip to almost knee, and it was about every color you could think of. I uh, had fallen on someone's skate as it was turned on its side, 
and I you could actually see the wheel ah. in my hip, yeah. Um, and it's it, it healed, but I still have like thick. It's probably scar tissue there. So definitely, people get injured. It's kind of like when I took a motorcycle cycle safety class. It's not when you're gonna have an accident, or it's not if you're gonna have an accident. It's when. It's kind of the same with derby. Something's gonna come up, and unfortunately, you know, the, the that's something. You know, the whole bruise piece is something that I could walk away from. And and most folks, you know, if they get hurt, they they come back. Um, and it doesn't take them out. But there are some folks that, you know, because of an injury, um, they aren't able to skate. And we're fortunate enough to have those folks stick around and be a part of the team still. So in some other fashion, like coaching or, you know, helping with about production. It sounds like you think it's worth it, though, in spite of the risk of getting hurt. Well, I'm sure it's a certain mindset. I think a bruise in derby is kind of a reminder that your buddies on the track are waiting for you the next time you can get back. <laughs> um, I, You know, I guess playing sports growing up, it was part of it. I know the one I explained was kind of a big a big bruise. Um, you know, it wasn't a broken bone, uh, anything like that. But it's probably a different mentality. Um, but I think there's this derby, it's kind of cheesy, derby love or derby connectedness that makes you want to, get back into action, you know, at least be going to practices and hanging out with your buddies because it's, it's all skater run, and so you're a, a cog in the wheel, you know, to help support the rest of the team, not yourself. So are they like, um, it, it sounds like they're all uh, amateurs, even though they, they do have a, a league, is that right? Or, do you get, um, or are they pro teams? I would say the WIFTA accreditation process, the teams in that, there's a national championship, and and um, I'm not sure how folks label themselves. I've seen the amateur name put there. I, I don't believe it's professional, but there's there's such a skill level, you know, from the skill level in Iowa and then also what I've seen at the nationals. I went to nationals in Chicago two years ago. It's just phenomenal, and I don't, I haven't read about it myself, but I've heard you have some Olympic level speed skaters, you know, participating, and so mm-hmm. you do have some phenomenal athletes out there, if they're professional or not. Um, and then this last year, uh, or 2011 uh, nationals was in uh, Denver, Colorado. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing to see these women because I think, boy, I'm I'm good, and then I like get matched. Up. I you know see these people playing. I'm like, wow, it's it's a whole different level in my mind. Yeah, well, amateur just basically means you need more help to put it on because they aren't making a lot of money. I think, but yeah, oh, that was that was more of the question. Yeah, no yeah. one. Uh, both teams I've been on, it's it's um, the individuals on the team supporting the league it's you know and the league can you know if we make enough money then maybe they'll help buy uniforms or something um you know the league does try to to watch out for its members but definitely no one's no one's paid that i'm aware of and i i don't um i don't think anyone's paid to to put on the bout production i i do believe um that is all volunteer you know it's blood sweat and tears do it yourself spirit you know so, so I guess by that definition, we're all skilled skilled amateurs. 
<laughs> if people are, are interested in watching about, you, you said they call them bouts, right? Yes, it's about. Okay. If they're interested in watching about, can they do that? Definitely, absolutely. Um, and I, I just want to clarify from your last question, when I'm talking about us uh, as skilled amateurs, I know for sure for Cedar Rapids and Iowa City, it might be a different case elsewhere, but I, I believe most of the folks are volunteers, um, at least here in Iowa. So, um, but about... That, what was your question, Sarah? I said, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I was just asking if people were interested in watching about. Oh yeah. Uh, can they do that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's a, a internet site called DerbyNewsNetwork.com, and they have uh, live streaming of bouts, and they have bouts available uh, 24/7 from archives. So definitely, you can go there. So, and if I wasn't able to go to the nationals last year or the year before, I could have watched online. Um, I do have to say there's nothing like being there in person because you can see, you know, there's just so much more going on. Um, so support your local derby girls. Um, like when I was at national this last year, there are some of the uh, national team members on uh, that were the Oli Rollers, and they're like one row ahead of me, and I just wanted to reach out and, you know, hey, you know, touch them. <laughs> it's just corny as heck because I'm, what, 38 now? But it's so cool in Derby. Everyone's so accessible, and at at the end of each bout, both teams will skate around the the oval and and give anybody who's standing there five. And everybody, the tradition is to go up and you know congratulate the team, win or lose. It's pretty cool. So definitely, Derby girls are accessible to their fan base. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yes, that is really nice. So if they wanted to to watch a live game, does the Derby News site have a schedule too, or do they just have to find a local team and see what's going on? You can do both. Um, Derby News Network has a listing. I, I I can't think. I'm pretty – I would say they have a listing of what's going on or what they're showing. For sure, your local – I would go to your local, um, like Iowa City, you know, or whatever uh, team locally to – to see a schedule because not every game, excuse me, is is um, live streamed. Some, like Minnesota, might do their own live streaming on their own site. I've watched the old Capital City Roller Girls play uh, the Minnesota Roller Girls, and Minnesota had their own live streaming. So not every derby bout is going to be on Derby News Network, but if I do a little of both. Are there a lot of teams around Iowa? Yeah, there are. There are about 12. And uh, let's see, there's two in Des Moines, one in Iowa City, a couple in Cedar Rapids, uh, Dubuque, Sioux City. Sioux City has the men's and women's, and actually back to Des Moines, they have a men's team too. Um, Clinton, Quad Cities, Marshalltown, Humboldt, Dakota City is one, and Cedar Valley is up in Cedar Falls. So, uh, so yeah, right there's lots of state. Yeah. Well, well, do you have a sports card? I do. I have a, a sports card from the Cedar Rapids Roller Girls with Cindy Whopper, me on the front, and then my statistics on the back have to do with hair, eyes. You know, hair would be recovered Aquanet addict. Eyes <laughs> would be of the tiger. 
occupation, <laughs> kind of the same things I mentioned before. Inspiration for Derby. Oh, we talked about Cindy Lauper. Um, my first bout was July 2009 with, and I, when we went to Sioux City, which I actually got MVP of that bout, ironically. Um, and then my position put me in. I, I block. I used to GM more, but I block more so now. Um, let's see. Bobby skating 10 miles uphill without changing the color of my hypercolor T-shirt. So all 80s references. Um, with <laughs> Iowa City, we don't have cards, but we do a lot of fun things. Um, we paint bruises on kids' eyes or put tattoos. And, and then we have color sheets of all the derby gals that are playing. And so kids can get those. And kids, I believe, can and free to the bat in for out. So, you know, help reduce the costs and make it. Um, and it is definitely a family-friendly event. So, and we'd love to get cards with IRB as well. But we we do other things. Well, it there. sounds like you have a great, a lot of fun and a great community spirit. And can you believe it? That has been 29 minutes. Wow, we are already there. Yeah, Yeah, we are. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on, Robin, and I'm sure everybody got a new appreciation for roller derby. It certainly isn't just the the 50s hijinks that we saw on the TV, it sounds like. And um, it's really, it sounds like something that everybody should check out, and they can either participate or listen up, so I hope everybody does that. So. Thank you, Robin. Well, thank you, Sarah. I'll just say that the Iowa City, um, Old Capital City Roller Girls dot com. You can check us out there. Uh, the next home bout is uh, May twenty sixth at the Crowville Marriott at seven. So that'd be an opportunity. And Sarah, thank you. It's been great to reconnect with you and uh, to talk about one of my favorite things to do, and that's derby. I appreciate it. Oh, I was glad to have you on. So thanks, Robin. And I want everybody else, since we're almost out of time, to remember, tune back in April 17th for talking about the Titanic family. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.